It's September the 30th, 2015. This week we interview Jacqueline Costas, candidate for Worcester City Council District 4 on 508, a show about Worcester, Worcester's libertarian voice. I'm Mike Benedetti, also on the show today, Brendan Mellican. Hi Brendan, how are you doing? Great, how are you? Good, good. Today we are continuing our series where we interview Worcester City Council candidates because there's an election coming up November something. Third? Third? November 3rd. November 3rd. And everybody else in Worcester who does news is going to tell you about the horse race stuff. They're going to tell you about who's a good person, who's a bad person, who has more money, who has less money. We don't, I'm not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about only the issues. We got our questions. We ask them to every challenger we can get on this show. Jackie Costas, thanks for being on the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I am very good today. Uh huh. A lot of things happening. Terrific. Yes. Terrific. Let me ask you, um, why are you running for city council? I'm running for city council because I like my city. Okay. And before, I couldn't do that to be involved with the community because I was for my family. Okay. Now, since my child is an adult, I have enough time to work for my city. And my concern right now is the increase of opium that is impacting our neighborhoods. Now it's that, that I'm knocking doors, I can see those drug dealers' transactions mm -hmm. in every corner of Worcester. Mm -hmm. So we need to take this seriously. And since the city council approved a budget of 22.6 million and giving to the police department on less than 154,000, so the city council is not taking seriously the the drug dealer crimes. We need to approach different way. Wait, what? What is the 22 million dollars? The budget. For, for for different issues from different things, but I think that's not the total city budget though 20, 21 million dollars or, or that was from the last year and uh, we need more agents and equip them to protect us is out of control and I hear from other people from other states that epidemic is say too big mm. so we need to ap approach this different way let me let me ask you um, how have you been active in civic life in Worcester up until now well like I said let's uh, in the past I couldn't do that because I was focusing my family mm -hmm. but this time last year I was running as a state representative and even though I was knew, nobody knew me, I get 31%. And I'm supporting different uh, campaigns and supporting the tank to stop the tank gas tax, which was very important, was going to impact big time in the hardworking class, middle class. Okay, let me ask you the first policy question on our list, which is, do we have enough housing in Worcester, and uh, what should the city council do about that? Well, if you're talking about the private housing sector, I think we need to uh, 
help the three-decker ownership because for those owners it's, it's very hard to rent those units for the difficult uh, for the rules are so difficult to understand we need we need to have friendly house ownership I understand also the, a lot of people are out of jobs are unemployed a lot of people are trying to find good and the right job to cover those rents or mortgages and they can't do that. And also, I think seriously that we should uh, help those American citizens, giving priority to them to get those help. Because when you are reaching the age of 60, and you lose everything, you are in the middle of nowhere. So, and talking about the government housing, I don't know what you think about that, but I think we have enough. We should have more, like I said, friendly housing ownership. What, what do you mean by that? To invite individuals uh, occupying those three decades uh, units and um, taking care of their uh, homes while they are renting them and this is what I think okay okay I'm always I'm always a I, housing is something that I've only really been reading about a lot this year and so like when you talk about for example trying to make it easier to be a landlord that's one of those things where especially, I have no understanding of this, especially like how much of these regulations are city regulations and how much of them are state regulations and how much of them are, you know, federal regulations. I never really have any sense of how, how much the city council has leeway to make being a landlord easier or harder, you know? Well, I hear from three diggers ownerships um, that, how you say the regulate the rules that the cities are giving to them. So they have a hard time to understand those paperwork in how to, how you say, rent easier those units. So they are losing money. And it's not beneficial for the people who wants to rent either. So they have to work both sides. So you so you would do, so you would try to do things that would make it so that there would be more people renting apartments, which they otherwise would feel like it's just a hassle to try to do this. Support the people, the individuals who wants to invest in those housings, and what is good for them is gonna good for the for the people potential uh, rentals. And the most important is to help also also the jobs. We are losing jobs. People are unemployed. It's very hard to find the right and the good job. Mm. So that's another situation too. What do you think the city council's role uh, should be in terms of economic development when it comes to helping create job creation? Do you think there's a, a valid role or an important role at the city council in terms of? Uh, yes, um, I have two business owners, uh, owner friends, mm -hmm. and. Last year, they received a letter from city of Worcester mm -hmm. 
to the intention to add a tax in the inventory. Mm -hmm. So they are inviting business to close more, more doors, mm -hmm. who's gonna be an impact in our community. Don't forget when those business has a prosper, uh, I say, income mm -hmm. is benefit for everybody. Oh, totally. Yes. But what you said earlier, you made mention of uh, the police. I can get you more with the umbrella. Um, no, I got you. Um, you made mention of like the police department relationship to the budget. If if we're if you think that taxes are too high on businesses or whatnot, where would you suggest the revenue streams come from to add the services that you? obviously think that we need, say, in the form of law enforcement or public safety? Well, we will have to study uh, what is on on the table, mm -hmm. no? What is excessive spending and do you, give... Do you have any examples of what you think would be excessive or... Paperwork, for example. What do you mean? So, like, uh, an example of what, what we could, something we could cut that would be... Exactly. But do you have any examples of something we could cut? Uh, I don't have, uh, at this point, something okay. in my mind, no? But... Okay. Uh, coming from a, how you say, from a socialist communist system mm -hmm. that I experienced in my years, mm -hmm. young life, I believe in the private sector. Right. When you are, how you say, excessive regulating and taxing, mm -hmm. you are creating f poor cities, poor countries. Sure. It's not attractive. It's not beneficial for anybody. I am pro small business. No. Mm -hmm. I believe in the American dream and how you say uh, and how you say we can't uh, that's okay, <laughs> that's okay. I'll, let's move on to the next question um, no no that's fine that's okay that's okay yeah. um, what should the city council's role be regarding the public schools okay that is a, a very good question since the crisis of opium is increasing we need to, how you say, it, uh, approach the situation different way. We know that drug dealers, the first target are the children. So, my concern is the schools. There are there is a program face to face from Sheriff Lou Evangelist mm -hmm. to increase hours in the schools, keeping how you say a creating activities for the youth, mm -hmm. keeping occupied and busy and out of the streets. Mm -hmm. In the region, I was reading, a uh, hundred schools are involved and more than 170,000 children are act, uh, active in this program. Do you think those, I guess, um, I guess I just asked this question because, um, I mean, we, we all know that like on paper, the city council's role in the public schools is like sign the school budget and otherwise stay out of it. But especially this year, the city council has made many, many gestures in the direction of trying to figure out some way to be take more responsibility from the schools away from the school committee. And I was just wondering if you had any take on that or any sense of, of, of how you'd like to handle that if you were elected to the city council. I would like to help uh, programs that are combat is to keep the children safe. Another program that I was reading and to be good to reinstall is there, mm -hmm. the drug abuse resistance education. As early you bring to the schools of, of the grades of five or sixth grade and make the children involved and educated is better 
for for them. So yeah, we, we used to have the Dare program in Worcester, but yes. uh, we found that uh, you know that most of the federal studies that were being done showed that children who were participants in the Dare program were actually less informed about drugs and drug use than children who just learned on their own on the street. Which is why most states have given up on the Dare program now. No, no. I think at this time, hmm. how the op opioid increasing and the drug dealers who are beating our streets we need to take an action sure. like our future mayor Mike Gaffney, Michael Gaffney says take le uh, talk less and take more action. Oh, no, but I'm just pointing out that we actually did take that action in the past. We had the Dare. I, I participated in the Dare program when I went to the Worcester Public Schools. But the reason we got rid of it is there are multiple peer-reviewed studies that have gone on over the last decade or two decades that have shown that children who participate in the Dare program actually know less about drugs than kids who learn about drugs on the street. So I'm not. I'm not suggesting that we don't take action. I'm just saying that that one particular action has already historically shown itself to be extremely flawed. There are almost no districts left in the country that participate in the Dare program because it's shown time and time again to actually have the exact opposite result, and children actually end up l learning less about narcotics than they would just on their own. So can I can I speak out for a second sure. in favor of the Dare program and say, <laughs> well, I thank God never have gone to the Worcester Public Schools. Yeah. I think I learned more in the Dare program than I would have learned. On the, than, than I never learned anything about narcotics on the street, man. The extent of I grew up uh, in the sticks. We didn't well, have any narcotics. We didn't have streets. That was the thing. That's, you had right, dirt paths. that's right. It was Cal, uh, Cal trails. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll never forget when I, my first experience of the Dare program was a police officer coming in who I know who was very well intentioned. I'm not mocking their efforts, but their curriculum was very was pretty much standing in front of a classroom of elementary school students, cracking a pencil in their hand and saying, "If you do drugs, if you smoke marijuana, that's what happens to your DNA." Which is not true, obviously. Like you don't actually, we don't. You don't have genetic changes as a result of smoking weed. Not typically. It's uh, so. I mean, again, I, I agree with you in the in the sense of taking action. But some of the actions that we could but, take have already proven themselves to be. Yes, but in the past, hmm. the how you say the the situation in our city was kind of different. No, yeah, uh, depending it, on. For on, example, oh, okay. the children. Okay, mm -hmm. most of the time they are indoors. Hmm. A spending time in the behind the computer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now the parents are afraid to let the children play out mm -hmm. in summertime because they are afraid of those, uh, I say, to be harmed. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. so that's a change. You used to leave your doors open. Now you can't. So something has changed. And now lately, like I said, now that I'm campaigning campaigning, uh, walking, knocking, uh, knocking doors mm -hmm. in the street of Douglas, mm -hmm. close to Cambridge Street. Sure. Uh, the sidewalk was kind of high level and I could see a BMW, black BMW with four male inside the, the mm -hmm. car. So they have in their hands a bunch of pouches. I could see the color, the blue color in mm -hmm. those pouches, and when I saw that, it was how you say. It was a slap in my face, and kind of ruined my day because I was thinking about those parents mm -hmm. or single parents they are dealing with difficult children mm -hmm. because depression in some schools are big over between the ch among the children. No? Mm -hmm. So yes. Okay. 
So we've kind of addressed these next two questions a little bit in what we've said so far, but I want to ask them just so we can sort of uh, make sure we're not, we're not missing any angles on these. The first question is, where would the jobs come from that would keep more of our high school and college graduates in Worcester, and what's the city council's role in creating those jobs? Okay. Like I said, last year when I was uh, running as a state rep, I met a couple business owners and they were upset because they received a letter from the city of Worcester to the intentions to uh, add an inventory tax. So they are inviting more business to close their doors. Where are those high school and colleges gradually going to find a job in a corporations. They're going to be running from Lowe's, Home Depot, Best Buy, and etc. No. And everything that is controlled by the government, mm -hmm. by the government umbrella, is bad news. We need the small private sector. Isn't, it's healthy. But isn't it's, like the D.A.R.E. program or say Lou Evangelitis, Sheriff Evangelitis' program for face-to-face, -face, aren't those government programs? No, you are talking about the high school and the colleges graduated to fund. Oh, no, no, but you just made yes. the statement that anything that involves government is bad news. And say you've, you've given a couple examples of government programs that you were supporting. No, I'm talking about taxing okay. and regulating business. Okay. But then I guess that would go back to if we're not taxing and regulating business, where would we get the revenue streams to provide resources for, say, like Sheriff Evangelitis' program? Okay, what about this? I was reading that <clears throat> the city of Worcester, okay, owns mm -hmm. 2.1500 billions, mm -hmm. okay, spending in different ways mm -hmm. like um, like uh, paying, um, I don't know, different things. A it's, lot of that's the schools, a lot of that's the police, a lot of that's the roads, right? Yes. Okay. But, um, you say, we need to, how you say, less, hold on. <laughs> okay, sure, no problem. It's not easy to be in, oh. how you say, interview. I know, no. I know you, I know you. We're, we're still not We're getting, we're moving, we're very, we're very quickly moving on to the more hilarious questions. Yes. <laughs> if you want to move to the next question, we can do that too. We already talked about this a lot, I think. Yes. Um, I mean, like, so, like, the next question is just, uh, I mean, we've already talked about, um, you know, op the opiate crisis, um, and just, it's just, people continue to overdose in this city. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, so, uh, can you put the problem? Oh, oh sure. sure. It's not raining and, anymore. And by the way, it's oh, been, yes, it's it been raining. If you, if you wonder why we keep, if you wonder why we keep, like, wincing and holding things around our face, it's because it keeps, rain keeps blowing under this umbrella. Um, but I, I, I guess this summer is particularly, we've seen this huge surge of violence, a lot of it's gang related. And uh, one question we've been asking people is, what do you make of this and what would you do about it if you were on the city council? You've talked about this some, but we can maybe sum, that, sum up the answer to that. Well, supporting uh, our, our police department, I think they need to get more, uh, more agents and make the schools uh, involved in different programs like face-to-face -face and the D.A.R.E. program. That's uh, a good program. I will support every kind of these programs to combat this crisis and support also the nonprofit 
organizations and groups who are helping the drug addicts and the homeless too. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, so we have a little bit more time so we can actually ask one more question that we haven't asked everybody, which is, what issues do you think candidates should be discussing in the race and what issues should they focus on over the next two years? Besides, besides the stuff we've already talked about, which would be, uh, you know, the opiate problem, the schools, economic development. Is there anything else that you wish that people were talking about more in this race? Everything. You say uh, everything. No, I mean jobs, jobs, jobs. Creating jobs. Nothing makes so bad to to see in our cities the owner of a of a business closing their doors. Hmm. It's healthy for every town, for every state to have those small business running well. Everybody gets benefits from them. So we need to support them. Like I said, I came from a socialist communist country and nothing is, how you say, uh, less attractive than to see, uh, how you say, um, a poor city. Mm. Under those programs, the people are hungry, the people don't prosper, and I am so against that. And another thing is, I will support against the common court. Like I said, everything regulated by, by the government is is a system of communism. Hmm. Okay. Um, where, where did you grow up? In Lima, Peru. Okay. Well, what were things like when you were there? Well, I grew up in the middle class. My mother was, well, is an obstetrician and my father was a clothing designer. We were doing pretty good. We have a beautiful, beautiful homes. And a few years later, the military communists took over the, the country. A few years later, I saw myself and my family doing lines to get basic groceries like rice, oil, milk. Everything was controlled by the government. Mm. Uh, the gas, electricity, communications. The military uh, communists took out people from the medias, radio, television, newspapers, and magazines. So I saw that. And later, by the way, I remember when the revolution of these military communists, they were support for most of the people like the police in that time and other governmental departments. Later on, when the police department was raised to ask for more money, the militaries went after the headquarters, crushed the doors and killed a lot of police. Mm. I, I remember that because in front of my mother's office, was a police headquarters. It was very difficult time. It was, how you say, everybody was equal. You couldn't make more money than others. Uh, if you want to leave the country, they allow you a central amount of money. Otherwise, they confiscate the money. If you have a car, you were al you were allowed to drive three days a week, no more than that. 
stay in the street no later than eight o'clock. So those things I experienced and terrorists too. Mm -hmm. yes. Thanks. Thanks for talking about that. Yes. Now we're gonna make a a hard right turn or a hard left turn and talk about the silly questions. Uh, <laughs> go to a completely different area. This has been a fun interview. Next question is, how much can you bench? Well, to be honest, uh -huh. I am not a sport person. Okay. I am very busy working full time in my job, doing campaigning, knocking doors. So those up and downs on the street I take it as a my work a workout. Sure. Yes. Do you feel like do you feel like you're do you feel like you're getting stronger doing all this door knocking? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, how you say? Yes, absolutely. Yes. You're not getting physically stronger. You're getting stronger in the sense that you're meeting all these people that are in the community, and that's probably the most important part of campaigning is actually oh, communicating. Oh yes, and I am lucky. I don't know what it is, but the door the door I knock and the door opens. I am very welcome and they allow me to put the long signs mm -hmm. that, how you say, make me feel satisfied mm -hmm. you know, when I'm walking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I like that. Very nice. The other question that we always like to ask people is, who's your favorite character on The Wire? But you, like too many candidates this mm -hmm. year, have never seen The Wire. <sighs> That's okay. If you get a chance, you should go back and watch The Wire. It's, it's a, a good show. show. It's a good show. It's about the city of Baltimore. It was filmed back uh, the early part of the last decade, but it was... Uh, there's a lot that resonates even with a city like Worcester. It's an expose on uh, the relationship between politics, uh, crime, the drug trade, uh, newspapers. It's, it just tells the story of a city. But it's told, the, the writers of the story were former police officers and former journalists who worked in those sectors over some of the harder years in Baltimore. It's a really good program. The HBO ran it for five years. Anyway. I anyway. will take that advice. <laughs> yeah. And if I find a little space yeah. in my busy daily base, basics. November 4th. You sit down, November watch the whole thing. No, I'm saying November 4th. Uh, yes, the election, right. Then you yes, can watch right. the show. Chief Jam has watched The Wire and he's a busy man. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, Jackie, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank thanks you for, for talking me. about all this Great. stuff. Thank Good you. luck with yes. your campaign. Good luck. Brendan, thanks for being on the show. Thanks too. for having me back. I'm glad we got to talk so much about Dare this week. We never have done that. <laughs> we never talk about Dare. That's the effectiveness of the Dare program. Yeah. Uh, and I am Mike Benedetti. If you have complaints or comments about this show, you can email us slash me at pieandcoffee at gmail.com. This is 508. We'll be talking to presumably another city council challenger next week. We look forward to it. Bye bye, everybody.